Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered. Welcome back to Business Unfiltered. It's Mercer. I am here, as always, with Jeff Sauer. And today, we are talking about when to hire a business coach. So as we always do, Jeff, how do you define that? I guess sort of the the business coach part of this. Like, What do you think about when you think about business coaches? Yeah, to me, a business coach is somebody who is not inside of your business and the, you, you generally pay them, but sometimes it's free, that you would get business advice from preferably somebody who's been to where you are before and achieved the highs you want to achieve and gone through what you're doing and maybe has a framework that they can utilize to make you better. But basically, it's somebody who is not in your business who you can talk to about your business, almost like a therapy, a therapist for, for the business that you're working in. How about you, Mercer? Is that how you look at it? Yeah, I think it's that it's that outsider's opinion. And I think the thing that separates this out for me is there's a difference between being a part of a mastermind or a networking group or something along those lines, like a friend of yours who also runs a business where the two of you talk versus paying somebody whose job it is to objectively look at the business or the systems. Um, and cause I think, cause I've had different experiences from both. I've, I used to think to be honest, like, Oh, I'm going to get a business coach because I'm going to be talking to my friend who also owns a business. Mm -hmm. Therefore I'll have coaching. Right. Um, but that is very different than when you pay a chunk of money for two reasons. I think one is cause you have their attention and two is you have your attention, right? Mm -hmm. You put a bunch of money into it. Um, so that's sort of how I, how I kind of think about it. When, when did you actually start that? Like, when did you decide because typically it's not like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur today and tomorrow I'm going to hire a business coach. People go, I'm going to try to do this on my own for a while and then you grow into the business coach is what I've seen most businesses yeah. do. I think that's that's exactly what we did, right? We, yeah. we hit a certain point where I needed, I knew I needed outside counsel, so to speak, right? So it's like, okay, let's let's go find somebody that can, that can come in and do that. But when did you actually start doing that? Yeah, I think that there's sort of like a hierarchy or a ladder of hiring coaches for sure. You don't usually jump into the, to an expensive one-on-one -on -one coach right away. Usually, I mean, the first form of coaching is a course, you know, so you take somebody who's been there and you, you disseminate what they learned in their courses and you try to learn their intellectual capital in the course, right? So for example, we, you and I both sell courses and me teaching you how I look at analytics accounts and how I look at the world of, of marketing is a form of coaching, but, but it's a one-sided form of coaching and the format is not something that where you get your specific questions answered. Right. So, so yeah, obviously like that's one way, even reading a book is a form of coaching and that's a great form. I mean, it's the cheapest form of coaching ever is reading a book, right. Or listening on audible, right. That, that that's the cheapest yep. way to get, to get coaching. But then you, obviously we're talking, I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about that because we've already gone past it. The next one is maybe a group coaching setting or where you're in a group of people where you do get live feedback. That could be like in a, in our membership, we have live feedback. You have live feedback in your membership. It's like, it's really something where you can ask a question in front of a bunch of other people. But as you mentioned, whether you call that a mastermind or whether you call that something else, it, it basically, um, you, you don't, you might be guarded with what you ask because you don't want other people to hear your questions and you want that tailored advice. And, and really you're in the group setting, you're really getting advice on how to use a system or a framework as opposed to what you should do today. 
right? Or, or, or how that framework would input, would inform what you do today. And that's, that's actually all you can expect from a group coaching situation, which is, which is actually, it's as far as a lot of people get. And as far as you need, because honestly, if, if a group has the same problems or if there's a framework that will solve your problem and all you need to do is execute. Right. And then there's the one-on-one that you work on. That's, that's sort of where I think we we're, we're taking this one a little bit. And the one-on-one is where somebody knows you, they know your business, they're consistently involved. They hold you accountable. They give you an individual plan for what you should do, or at least listen to what you're doing. So you're getting very specific advice for your business. Now that that that's the different levels I have. Now for me, I actually went through that exact thing with my online business. I went through training or courses because I could afford them. They were cheap and they were permanent. They were lifetime access. Then I went up to more of a group setting. Actually, I, I think I might have skipped the group setting. Honestly, I went right to one on one. But I I did one on one more for specific implementations. Like I hired a marketing agency that would help me with one on one building my funnel. I hired and that's a coach, right? It was more coaching my team on how to do it. I, I hired a generalist business person who sort of screwed me over. I've, I've hired people who have screwed me over too, by the way, um, that didn't work out very well. And now I've arrived at my coach right now who, who is really good. We've been together for almost 18 months. And and actually, I just re-engaged with more time with him. We went on to like more maintenance mode. Now we're back in there because I'm going through some challenges that I need to solve. Anyway, so, so that's how I ended up getting to the point where I need one-on-one because I noticed once you invest in it, the right one-on-one coach will completely change your mindset, right? They work, they build you up. They build you up as the business owner, as opposed to building you around a framework. And so that's my progression, maybe a little bit verbose there, but that's sort of how I got to the point where I arrived at needing one-on-one coaching. I had to go through all the steps, might've skipped a step or two, but that's generally how you would go to the point where you realize you need coaching. Is that for you? Has that been similar as well? Yeah, sim- similar to a point because I haven't taken it to the level of a one-on-one coach, to be honest. Um, I've gone to so, – so my sort of origin story, definitely through the courses, right? And you read the books and the podcasts and everything else that you can because that's what your resources allow. So you do your best and you sort of build the business to a point where now it's got more resources so you can invest in that next level. And for me, there was a point where um, I realized I had gotten kind of – the business to the point where I was watching Netflix during the day a lot more than I should have. Mm. So what I mean by that was like, I, I had got this, I did it exactly the way they say to do it on the brochures. Right. And I had the business that was sort of running on its own. It didn't really need me all that much. I could watch Netflix all during the day. Now, does that mean that I could have done that forever? No, the business would have slowly ground to a halt with me. Keep doing that. But what I, when I was doing that, I was realizing dude, you are about to self-sabotage. This is why you're doing that, right? And, it, and this is the credit to my awareness. And that's only because I have done that before as an entrepreneur. So I was recognizing these old habits where I did self-sabotage and I destroyed the business so that I could come in as the hero and save the business, right? Mm-hmm. And that is what entrepreneurs will do sometimes. And I realized at, I was at this moment where I'm like, wow, I'm, doing, I'm taking actions that I should not be taking. This was years ago. But I know why I'm about, I'm taking those actions. And so things get a little worse. So I have something to do again and I can feel like a hero. And this is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? So I found um, at the time, the first one I invested in was a company called Strategic Coach, uh, which is Dan Sullivan's company. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah. love Dan's stuff. He's, he's got a lot of great podcasts. I love how he thinks about stuff. Uh, and I'd already been a fan of his thinking anyway. And I thought, I felt that he spoke 
directly to the entrepreneur, not necess uh, necessarily a digital marketing entrepreneur. It was mm -hmm. just business people in general. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be in a room where there wasn't a bunch of digital marketers because mm. sometimes it's the blind leading the blind a little bit um, because it was too niche and I needed just business people. And so I, I uh, joined that program and you know flew to Canada four times a year and was in the room next to people that were financial planners and people that were real estate developers and people that were um, engineers, sound engineers that were producing uh, music for like, you know, Dr. Dre and, and things like that. Like it was just a crazy room to be a part of where I was one of the few digital marketers. Every, no, they yeah. were just regular real businesses, but we're all having conversations around how a business functions. And this goes to your point about the systems, right? It was very systems oriented and it worked well. It was, I was super happy for, the, for that year, uh, that initial year that I was in it because it gave me my reset. It yep. gave me that, that thing that for some reason I wasn't naturally doing where I was just going to cycle and kind of like, just, you know, get up to a certain level and then destroy the company, bring it back down so I could bring it back up to that level. So I could bring it back down so I could bring it back up to that level. And I realized this is silly with these, you know, this new way of thinking, right? Just being in the room of people who are doing more and bigger naturally motivated me to go, well, how come I can't just, I'll still cycle, but I'm going to do higher highs and higher lows so that it's like, I keep going up. So I'll still have cycle, but it's like, okay, let's get to level two, level three, level four. And this is the game now. This is, it's not, how do I get to, you know, six figures or a quarter of a million, whatever we were back then, because we were fairly small, but it was, how do we get to uh, the next level, right? Mm -hmm. And then do it in a way that's, that was generic. That changed how I thought about stuff. And ever since then, I have invested in programs like that, where there was a little more one-on-one, -on -one, um, where, where it's, it's not exclusively one-on-one. -on -one. So it's group coaching, but then there's that one-on-one -on -one aspect. So somebody yeah. says, Hey, once a month, we can get on a call for an hour. Like I've done that. And that's kind of where I've, I've tapped out. I don't have an exclusively one-on-one, -on -one, um, relationship, but I, but I've been interested in them because I think that is a, to your point, there's a certain amount of trust and vulnerability that you have to have with a coach that is difficult for me. I'll just, just put it out there because I, in fact, I was at a mastermind group. It's a really good group um, that I'm a part at, part of, um, and they, uh, it's a mastermind called the Driven Mastermind. And they, I, I was talking to the founders of this group. I said, I feel like I'm the bottom 20% of this group, but I want to be that. That's the kind of group I yeah, want to be a good place in. to be. Because if I feel like I'm the top 20, where do I grow? I don't get me wrong. I want to help people, but I need, I want to feel like that, you know? Yeah. So um, I guess just a long winded way of saying I haven't done the one-on-one. -on -one. I'm definitely intrigued because I get the the idea of it. But how do you, because that tends to be a little pricier, right? From an investment perspective, that yeah. amount of energy that you're putting in for that one-on-one -on -one feedback. I, I agree with it. I think it makes sense, especially when you've got vulnerability and you've got that trust. Um, and that that in itself is personal development, right? Just how to do that. But how do you determine when you're ready for that level of investment? Yeah, I mean, I think that well, one is investment has a perceived return, right? So if you find that a one-on-one -on -one coach is, well, I, I paid somebody seventy-five hundred dollars a month, and I, you know, if I pay that much, th this is going to be like this, and this was a terrible experience, like really bad. Um, thankfully, it ended after three months, but I paid twenty-two thousand five hundred dollars for somebody, and I, I expected that 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 would be you know, that I'd get $100,000 out of it, right? So it's like, basically, you want to get at least a 4x return on your investment in anything you do, right? That's 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 sort of an expectation there. Um, and I didn't get that return. Why didn't I get that return? Well, I mean, that's part of my lessons learned. But I think that you invest, you, you know, you're ready 
Mercer by the, the what the coach costs, how much you want to go. So I've priced my one-on-one coaching to the point where you only really, if you have to be make it between, you have to make at least three to four hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue in order to afford my coaching. Um, and it's actually priced so that if you're over a million dollars, it's a no-brainer, right? If you're over a million dollars, it's like it's a drop in the bucket. If you're under a million dollars, it's you have to think about it a little bit more. But my, but I can help people basically just within months if they already have the systems in place i can help them add 50 percent more revenue and profit to their business by using my, well, let me, my methodology let me ask you a question about that because this is what's going mm-hmm. on in my head when you're talking about 7500 or five grand a month or whatever it is right uh, i agree with the you should be able to comfortably afford that but what define comfort level like for a business that's just starting you know you've got let's say that you've got the you know five hundred thousand dollar revenue right are they putting in 10 grand a month into a, a coach or five grand a month into a coach? Are they, in other words, is the, is the, is the comfortably afford part? Is it like, well, to your point, I paid $22,000 for this coach. It didn't work out and it sucks that it didn't work out. I didn't get my investment, but it's not like the company's now dead because I took all the payroll yeah. and put it on this. You know, I didn't bet it all on black hoping it would work. And this is my one thing that had to work. It was like, yeah. Hey, this sucks. It damages, it hurts cash flow a little bit. I would have much rather used that money for other things. However, it doesn't hurt us. Like, is that, yeah. so I'm trying to get to that mental model of how do you know you're able? Cause I've also, I've talked to people who are addicts with coaches and yeah. they, they are, they have more coaching expenses going out than they have revenue coming in. It seems like, yeah. and I'm like, what are you doing? You don't need more coaching. You need more action. Like you yeah. gotta you know, stop listening to people who are just going to tell you to, <laughs> that you're a great person, like go do something, right? Get yeah. people that can make you take an action. So like, how do you, how do you unlock, how do you give yourself that permission? Cause that's, it's tough to write that check. And then like everybody hears that 7,500. I know I am already. I'm, I'm hearing that 7,500 a month going, yeah, that's why I haven't done this yeah. because I don't want to have that story. You well, know? So yeah, how do, yeah. How did so, you know? Yeah. So I think that a few, a few things come to mind as you say that. One is there's reinvesting in your business. That's where you're taking your profits and putting it back into your business. We've done an episode on that. I'm pretty sure about reinvesting in your business, right? Um, that That's coaching is a form of reinvesting in your business. That is taking money. You already have profits or perceived profits and putting it back in the business, right? You're, you're so that that's, that's one way that, and, and you're doing that. That's where it's comfortable. So a million dollar business should be able to comfortably reinvest my coaching fees into their business. Right. Um, now if it's a stretch, the reason what you're doing is you're investing in growth, you're getting there faster. So it's like, if, if you don't have Let's say that I I don't even charge five grand a month, but if I were to charge five thousand dollars a month for my coaching, you would expect that that five thousand dollars of coaching will get you to the point where you're going to get that money back faster. It might might you might be paying to accelerate yourself three years in knowledge or in in learning a framework or in in the accountability that you have because you're you're doing it. So you're 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 stretching your money in order to invest in future growth. So that's where you're actually investing money you don't have potentially or money you can't easily comfortably afford into it. So th- those are two different ways of doing it, right? When I hired the $7,500 uh, a month coach, I had that money and it was, you know, but I basically was reinvesting my profits, right? So that, that was a little bit more comfortable to do that. This wasn't um, you putting it on the credit card, maxing it out, crossing your yeah, fingers, yeah. hoping exactly. that you were going to get some magic. Yeah, and I, and right? I, I can't recommend that anybody does that, but I also Great. think that if you are to the point where you think that that framework or that methodology is what you're going to go all in on, then, then, then putting money that you don't have into it 
if you look at it as an investment and you think that's the one investment you want to make and you've gone through it, you've talked to your significant others about it, there's nothing wrong with doing that if you if you expect a payback and you think that's the right one, if you've done your due diligence. It's acceptable to do that. It's not something I would recommend doing every day. I think you can do it once, you know, but that is something where if you, like, hey, I love this framework, you know, so for example, I, I invested $15,000 into a coaching program that's a group coaching program with some one-on-one stuff um, earlier this year, and it's on how to write a book. And I was like, okay, well, if I don't invest the money into this thing, I'm never going to be able to write a book. And that program has been amazing. Like the, the video courses are great. The mindset shifts that I've gone through have been awesome. The one-on-one coaching is good. It's been totally worth it. But um, I'm not getting an immediate return on it. It's more of a long-term thing, right? And um, if, right. you know, in retrospect, it, with some expenses, I might've wanted that money back, but I invested that, you know, it's, it's again, it's an investment in, in things. So I look at it as more of an investment, Mercer. Um, but now, this other thing, just, just to clarify the cash flow, that, that 15K isn't causing you to not make your mortgage payment either. You know, no. it's like, hey, I've got it in there. I've invested profits. If it comes back in a month, great. But if it comes back in three years from now, that's also yeah. okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that that's and I and I'm 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 privileged enough to be able to do that, right? Now, I don't think anybody I mean, again, I, I think my stance is the same. If you're if you should you could only go into debt on this thing one time, right? Like you should only do it once. And you right. should really be sure, do your due diligence, get references, and be good at checking it and, and doing that and, and figuring out what's going on there. But I don't know if mo- I mean I th- I don't think most coaches would want to take you on if you were in that desperate of a situation. There's no one-on-one yeah, I, coach I who's going to yeah. who's going to take you on as a, as a charity case because you're not ready to handle their firepower. That's the other thing is that like if you're scraping by, I'm sorry to say it, but that means that you you need to work within in order to figure out how do you change your mindset and how do you how do you use free resources in order to get a better better head of your situation. What is what is the reason why you're scraping by? Is it because you have the wrong service? Probably. Is it because you don't you're afraid of sales? You think sales is a four letter word? Probably. Um, are there other people who know less than you who make more money than you? Absolutely. Um, it's it's actually more of a working within like you probably should read atomic habits or like a mindset book in order to get to that point. If you're constantly falling behind, you should really do more general stuff that just rebuilds you into a new money mindset around how does this stuff work. So then you can invest to get there. Like right? you mentioned Dan Sullivan, who not how is a great example, right? Are you a who yep. or are you a how? That book is fantastic. You can read that book for $5 or $10 on Audible and listen to it. And you you basically realize that you are a how for somebody else right now. And eventually you can leverage it to the point where you're hiring your own who's, right? That that mindset right there is enough that you could completely shift the fake focus of your business and everything, right? So like, I think that the problem is, is that people think they're stuck. And the reason why you're stuck is because you're not upgrading your mindset. One way to do that is with a coach, but a coach is going to give you a fire hose of information you can't handle if you're really stuck at the not making any money phase, right? Books is right. really the only way to do it. That is your coach. And then, so I also so like podcast. I know a really good business yeah, podcast people could listen to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our business, our podcast, it, you know, sometimes we're solving bigger problems than people have than they can right. even fathom. And sometimes we're solving smaller ones. We've been doing this for a while and we've been at those points, right? So yeah, books, podcasts, all that stuff. That's like the under, under six figures. That's how, you, and then courses, those, that's how you learn under six yeah. figures between low six figures to mid 
six figures, you you can do group coaching. And then after 500,000 up, up to a million dollars, one-on-one coaching is what you want to do. Anything beyond that, you want one-on-one specific recommendations that know your business and know your growth. And the amount of money you spend is based on the amount of money that you're, what you're, how big you're swinging and how big you're swinging with that coach. And the coach, if they're, if they're, you know, like there's the famous guy, the, the trillion dollar coach that, that helped Apple and all the companies in Silicon Valley, I think is Bill, what's his name? Bill something or other. Um, I have his book even. Um, but he basically that guy's going to charge you a lot more money because he's taking you from a, a billion to a trillion. Right. Um, if right. you're taking, you know, look at it as like, it's a small percentage of where you're trying to go to that you'd hire any coach at that point. So how do you know you've got the right, like, what do you, what do you look for when you're, when you're at that level? Right. Cause I, I actually followed this exact game plan. It was like, Hey, I'm, I'm less than six figures. I'm just starting out. It was a lot of podcasts and books and blog posts and taking action. Right. And, I, and I'm, as I'm doing that, I'm building my entrepreneurial muscle to get to the point where I can then comfortably afford a group coaching program, which then helps me to level up that muscle that I currently have helps me to level up that entrepreneurial muscle in a different setting. Right. Which it did. Um, and then it's OK, let's go to the private coaching, which seems like, OK, now you're going to a personal trainer at the gym. You're not yeah. in the spin class anymore. Right. You've got that one on one with that personal trainer who knows you, who has your specific meal plan uh, and that and that sort of idea. And when you mentioned earlier around, oh, a business coach who has done the things that you've wanted to do, but I've, I haven't thought about it like that because I, I think about it more like sports where it's like, well, you look at the NBA and most of the coaches are not going to be able to beat their team members. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just aren't, but they know strategy better. Right than the than the tactical stuff, and they understand how to how to combine the pieces and the ingredients. Like they understand how to cook. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and that's that's what a coach. That's what I look for in a coach. But then, how do you know that they really know it versus they just read EOS, right? The entre- yeah. you know the entrepreneurial operating system, and they're just spouting out, "Oh, you and know what you need is an integrator." And then oh I can't God. stand that, right? Where yeah. it's like you really don't have any experience at doing this. You're just repeating somebody else's words, or you got certified by somebody who said you're a coach now. Like I, I'm not a yeah. fan of that. That is my trauma, but, by the way. Yeah. But how, <laughs> so how do you demonstrate? Like how do you how do you decide and and sift through so you don't make those seventy five hundred dollar monthly mistakes? Yeah. So the the, the seventy five hundred dollar coach, same way. She's like, I'm like, I I was like, hey, I'm looking for an integrator. I sent out a bunch of emails to friends, like, hey, I'm looking for this role, and she came on my lap as a she wanted to be an integrator, and we did a project together and it was fine. Like it was more of like a consulting, like, Hey, help me with my marketing and I help me with the strategy. Like how would I do this thing? And it was good. It was, it was fine. And then, and then she went and took a job and then she quit that job and was like, Hey, I want to coach you $7,500 a month. Um, and she said all the right things like integrator. She said, you know, marketing, like I worked, you know, I like basically all these things. She was like name dropping, like, Hey, I work at the bigger company. You know, one of the advice is like work with somebody who's been in a bigger company than you and then hire them, you know, so they know what it's like in the bigger company. Um, all these things, but it turns out that she was giving generic advice. Generic as can be like, it was like, basically she was just recycling stuff that she learned in courses or saw in mastermind groups as a coach. And she had no experience that actually pulled it through the finish line. And that is a problem with coaches. Like what is their experience to pull it through? Right. Um, and that, that's what ends up like, there's people like, there's so many different levels of coaching that you got to understand. There's, you know, there's a 28 year old life coach who lives in Bali or Chiang Mai, Thailand, right? Like they're like, all they're really doing is they're following a framework to ask. It's like a, it's like a amateur psychologist. They're asking you questions and letting you vent. Right. Um, then there's the, 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 you know, that's like the life coach. There's coaches who 
just tell you generic business advice and they call it coaching, but really they're, they're sort of a consultant, right? There's general purpose consultants who have no idea how to run a service business. They give the same advice to every business. And then there's like, what I do is I'm an, I'm a specifically, I only help agencies. I only help service businesses who want to do digital marketing services and they want to scale that. And I've done it before. My exit is eight figures. I had to hire all the coaches. I'm sort of, you know, I'm creating my own frameworks, but I'm also saying what I learned from my consultants and what actually worked, like the implementation, right? So I so like I think an implementation coach is generally the most useful coach that there is out there who's seen the angles, has a framework, and then they help you implement it. So I sorry, I did I did cut you off there just to get into my trauma. But um that's yeah, that's that's a big thing for me is the domain knowledge is really important in this thing. And then just sort of like what their history is, what their references are. Like I just, I fell in, in, in this trap of somebody just name dropping nonstop yet. They didn't have any substance. And it wasn't until one of my team members goes, you realize that she's, she has no credibility whatsoever. Don't you? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, what did she actually do? And I was like, I don't know. She had all these names. She's like, he's like, yeah, but she doesn't know what she's talking about. I saw that in five minutes and I was like, holy crap. How did the, it's like, so funny that a team member pointed that out. You're like, yeah. Hey man, who did you bring in here? Yeah. And I was like, man, I, I fell for it. And I usually don't fall for it. Like this is like once every two years, I fall for maybe three years in this business. I fall for something, but I fell for it, hook, line and sinker. And this is more recently than I should admit. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, um, but then I've, I've just so you know, like last year I hired two coaches. One is a personal trainer that I worked with every single week. And he rebuilt my entire mindset around health and my body and everything like that, which was amazing. Like I couldn't do that in going to a gym. I couldn't do that with courses. You know, I, he needed to work on me. He even brought in a psychologist to figure out what my mental blocks were. Then I hired a profits coach, um, a business coach, if you will, named Ben. And Ben is, he was really good at helping me figure out how to find revenue sources and how to exactly structure my organization for the next level of growth. Cause I kept on hitting that ceiling. Um, and I don't know if I ever self-sabotage, like you mentioned, but I kept on hitting that, that ceiling of a revenue number. And I didn't really know, I didn't think that I had the skills to get past that. And I was like, I need somebody who, and, and Ben, I don't think that he's actually built a training business above the amount of money that I, that I hit the ceiling on. But what he did was he showed me what his clients who do those businesses, what they look like. He gave me an insight as to what it looks like to be that type of business and then told me to make the moves in order to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like he, yeah, he, it's like he, he had access to the maps and exactly. he knew how to read the maps. Yeah. On, he's on like, your he's like, people right. who are making 10 times more money than you are doing this and you're not. So you should do this. I was like, okay. And he knows that for a fact because he looks, he's a financials guy. He reads their numbers. He's like, yeah, th- your, your advertising expense is zero right now. Their advertising expense is 10% of their revenue. Do you think that if you spent 10% of your revenue on advertising, your revenue would be higher? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, then why aren't you doing it? And I was like, uh, blah, 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 some bullshit excuse, right? And so that, right. that's, yeah. So anyway, that, that's what the one-on-one does. A group's not going to do that. A group's not going to look at your numbers in front of other people and tell you that you're, you know, they might say, hey, you should spend 10% of your money on advertising. Well, in a group coaching setting, does that resonate with you or not? You have to go do the exercise. You have to go do the work right. versus somebody pulling up your financials and saying, I look at this number. This number is wrong. You should fix that. That's the benefit of one-on-one and why I like it so much and why it does accelerate things faster. Yeah, I love I love that concept, especially because, like you said, there you're not saying, oh, you have also had to create a, a billion dollar company. It's like, well, no, they don't have to do that, but they do have to know how that was done. Yeah, and they have to have some sort of experience and insight into that process, exactly. which it sounds like this guy definitely does because he's yeah. using other people's maps, right? That he's that yep. he's helped to say, well, you know, like you said, the percentage of pay it could be something simple, like like you were just mentioning with advertising or percentage of payroll. It's like, yeah, hey, your payroll is eighty five percent of your company. You can't 
this is the problem, right? You're too bloated yeah. and this expense is overcased. Or to your point, you're not spending enough here because we have that same problem where I look at the advertising budget is, is pretty close to zero. And for us, it's like, it's always been a badge of honor type of thing where it's like, hey, we're, we, we keep growing the way we have been growing because we have such a good, uh, you know, word of mouth in the marketplace and everything else. And yet that same belief that empowers me on this one thing is what's holding back the company. And yeah. to realize that and go like, wow. And because I refuse to spend a dollar to tell anybody about that, we are <laughs> where we are still. And yep. imagine what we could be with all yeah. this rocket fuel of word of mouth, which is all we're using right now. And yep. we could be using all this other stuff. And to have that person that comes in to say, hey, here's, here's a slightly different way of looking at this situation. And that's for me, whenever I've, I've had these, these coaching style conversations, whether it's group or, or otherwise, it's that in, I'm not looking, I, I look at something like head on too long and I just can't see it anymore. Right. Yeah. And then, then somebody comes along and goes, well, if you, if you kind of twist your head a little bit and you look at it like in this angle and you go, Oh wait, never mind. There's the way through. Right. And now all of a sudden it's, it's never a major switch. It's a tiny switch that improves major results, right. Yeah. That, that produces major results, um, which yeah. I love, um, which is part of the reason why I like the idea of, of, of exploring that. Well, and uh, it's hard, you know, when you're in a mastermind or a group setting, whatever you want to call it, it's mostly a soundbite culture. And it's like, Correct. it's really hard. Like sound bites don't have any accountability and they don't help you implement. Like I sit in masterminds where 10 people tell me what to do about my business, but they get two minutes to tell me what to do. And it's an overload right. of information. And it's like, okay, well, this stuff is conflicting. It's contradictory. I don't know which one of you is the most credible one. I'm not sure what I should do. So I actually do nothing or I get paralyzed by it. Right. Versus, you know, getting that, you know, I'm, I'm willing to pay now at this point in order to have custom advice for what I like to do and what I want to do. And, and that's, that's where the consistency comes in of having that. So I, I think that, and that's just a, that, that, that's outgrowing a certain level. Masterminds got me to that half a million plus mark. And then it, it you know, and, and doing things coach courses got me to a hundred K masterminds got me to half a million and one-on-one -on -one coaching is the million plus, you know, future of what I'm doing. Um, and, and just getting those benchmarks as to what is inside of those businesses. And then the other thing you can do, like you said, is rub elbows with people who are, you know, being the lower 20% in the room. That's not a bad thing. That could be a great right. thing to be the lower person in that room. Just got to make sure it's the right room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I think to your point of um, kind of as we, as we wrap up this topic on the amount of money that you spend on this is, is an investment just in your mindset because you pay attention to it at a certain yeah. point. Like I've done things with masterminds where I've had um, individuals where it's like, okay, maybe I know more about the measurement side of things or the system side of things. They know more about, you know, crafting a good offer side of things as a, as a market or whatever. So we'll exchange. So like they coach me on what they know. I'll coach them on what I know. I mean, can I do this little industry exchange again with the right caliber individuals typically that I've met in some, some of these higher level mastermind groups. Um, and, and that, that is good. And yet, because I'm not paying for it, do I, if I paid them 20 grand for that advice, do you know how fast I'd be taking their advice? Right. I mean, it, it just means something more. And I think that's why it is important to, um, to put a little bit of money behind some of this, like not always looking for like, how do I get the advice without, cause I get the entrepreneurial instinct of like, well, do I really need to pay somebody 20 grand to tell me to be a better, co you know, be a better entrepreneur. It's like, yeah, you might. Because that's just how you're built sometimes. And that's what it that's what everybody else is doing. And yeah. everybody has that. Everybody has coaches. That's what the whole point of it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, swallow your pride, right? LeBron James is worth one point two exactly. billion dollars. He spends two million dollars a year on his body. 
on coaching, on people to make him keep on going. And he, and, let alone you know, his financial not, coaches and everything yeah. else that I'm sure he's got yeah. that are helping guide the way. Exactly. Right? And that's about 5% of what he makes in a year. And I, I've actually told this to people before, I think you should spend 5% of your revenue on coaching. Now, if that 5% means that you're not profitable and you go into debt, um, that's temporary, right? Because the coaching should make you profitable and you should get a profits coach, right? But spend 5% of your net revenue, of your gross revenue on coaching for your business, whether it's training employees, training yourself one-on-one, -on -one, whatever it is. And you can just take that 5% of your number and that's how you can arrive at what you can afford for coaching and what level you should be at. That's what I would recommend. I love that. Well, well, that uh, final note, I think that was that was well said. And I, and I like that 5% rule. I like anything, anything you can get from this podcast that's kind of like a, a strategic, different way of thinking about something or a little tactic like that, which I'm going to use a little 5% rule and be like, hey, here's my here's my coaching budget. Um, I think that's that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing. So if this podcast, if Business Unfiltered has helped you in any way, shape or form, please share it, share it with others, share what you've learned. Obviously, go to their platforms of choice and, you know, leave us reviews. We love hearing about those. Send us an email. If you've got a particular story that resonated with you uh, or just some other episode suggestions, if you wanted to hear some other topics, uh, we are happy to help as well. It's a way for you to get some coaching from us. So with that, thanks again for listening to Business Unfiltered. We'll see you on the next episode. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Business Unfiltered with your hosts, Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered. Always unapologetically honest.